you don't want to compete with yourself on your new website. If you end up changing your prices on different places, it can cause real problems. We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best Amazon stock management tool. How much has going out of stock cost you over the lifetime of your business? And what is it going to cost you this Q4? Eva predicts precisely what stock you need. It learns from your account and it improves constantly. Eva serves hundreds of private label seven-figure sellers. To get a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. What is your near-term business goal? Do you even have one? If nothing just popped into your mind, you may have a problem, which would be that you're in business with no near-term business goals. Directionless, just surviving, not focused. So in today's podcast conversation, we're going to address that issue and explain how pricing strategy connects to it. So Jason, dramatic introduction. Give us a little introduction to the pricing principle number four and explain how it relates to having or indeed not having any near-term business goals. Yeah, I think this is a vital topic to discuss. And really the gist of it is we need to make sure that our business goal is aligned with our pricing strategy, or really it's aligning our pricing strategy with our core business goal. And But that begs the question, what is your business goal. And the truth is, after a few years, some of us can, and I would I mean, point the finger at myself, some of us can just get satisfied with where we're at in business. We hit a plateau. Maybe we feel like we've got things sorted out sufficiently. And we're like, this is good. I'm happy. I'm set. And we stop challenging ourselves with near-term specific business goals because we're like just managing a system that works. But the truth is, we all need short-term business goals. And those are either put on us by the market conditions, or they're put on us by ourselves. And when we start a business, we're frequently like real focused on the near-term business goals. And so I just want to challenge everybody to think about what is your near-term business goal? And then how does your pricing stack up against it and your pricing strategy fit and align and support it? And there are other strategies, of course, that have to support it as well. Operational goals, product strategy goals, sourcing strategies, on and on. But the pricing strategy that supports your business goals are particularly important. And that's what we want to focus on today. So hopefully that's a good little introduction and tease up the topic nicely. Great. And so that's a nice sort of a broad topic of business goals, but with a very specific kind of slice to it with the pricing strategy. What are the common business goals that relate to pricing strategy then? Yeah, I think there's a whole set of them. There's more than we could ever even name together here. But I think I brainstormed a list before we started the conversation and you've done a few as well. And so let me just mention a few and then we'll uh, we'll dive into a few of these and do a deep dive into them. But there, there are a lot of goals. The first goal, when you think about launching a new e-commerce operation, would be maybe it's to make a thousand dollars a month through your business. That's a good first goal. That was our first goal, and we did that for it was eighteen months or more, and but before anything really changed, and that was just the goal we strove for. We were on eBay back in the day, two thousand seven, and uh, that was that was the first good goal. Second goal might be building a bigger audience. Maybe you've got a business that requires a large audience and you want a lot of followers, different social media platforms, big email lists, something like that. That's a different business goal. 
Third one might be launching a new private label brand or a new product or even launching a brand in its entirety. The fourth business goal might be switching from a big marketplace selling on Amazon to switching or to adding a direct-to-consumer website. Maybe you want to add a Shopify site to support your product. That's a very common goal. Another one might be taking market share from a bigger competitor. Maybe you're an entrant, you're making sales, you've got something happening and you're feeling good about it, but you realize that they're a lot bigger market players that are dominating and you want to take share from them. Another business goal might just be survival. Maybe you're on the, you know, on the bubble and your business is about to go under and you've got to figure out how to do survival pricing. Uh, another one might be reputation or market building in terms of your brand name awareness, just getting yourself out there as an industry player. Maybe you're in a competitive market with lots and lots of players and you just need people to know your name and, and focus on name recognition. An eighth one, I think the eighth on my list is maybe you want to create your own anchors. And an anchor is a price point or a, a price positioning of a product. That's a whole different, I think we'll get into that in, in, as we talk about chapter nine of pricing power. But those are eight business goals that are pretty common. And I again, all of us have different places we're at in our business. And the, your goal might be different than any of these. But those are some that are common. Uh, that are top of mind for me. Michael, I know you've got a few others. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think those are pretty common goals and very good goals. They're pretty concrete. I've come across in the private label and Amazon-focused, more narrow world that I tend to inhabit, I guess, three other goals. One is doubling revenue. Uh, and sure. I always question that as a goal. Um, <laughs> I, everybody goal. seems obsessed with doing that. I don't know why it's going to double this year. Okay, why are you going to do that? Uh, well, um, and this is coach of mine, Dan Bradbury, went to, I can't remember the name of the guy he went to. He's really good. I think it's he's written a book, and I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. But the guy who went to see Keith Cunningham, I think it is, written a book called The Road Less Stupid. And I think Dan <laughs> went to him and said, I want to double my business next year. And he sat back and there was silence. And he said, I think that's possibly the stupidest goal I've ever heard or something like that. So I'm not saying that sounds a bit aggressive, but I do not endorse this. But nevertheless, it's <laughs> got to be a bit more mindful than that, because why are you doing this? Is it yeah. because you think you're going to double your profit? OK, well, then why don't you just say, I want to double my profit, mm. which to do with the mm -hmm. pricing question, right? Maybe yeah. a very different thing from doubling revenue. The other things, however, which I think are excellent goals, which are very common and very real things are creating a sellable business for the future. I took on a new mentoring client yesterday. He's got that very goal within mm -hmm. say three years and selling a business within the next 12 months. And we've had a member of the mastermind recently sell a business. And of course that means you've got to think quite differently about near-term pricing and profits really. Yeah, those are the well, other you, things. You mentioned doubling profit. So you had doubling revenue, doubling profit, creating a sellable business for the future and selling your business mm. in the next 12 months. We've mm. worked with clients on all of those goals, actually. And these are, mm. I like the doubling your sales. I like the doubling your profit goal a lot yeah. more because Me the too. truth is big sw doors swing on little hinges. And many times you can end up doubling your profit without really increasing your top line revenue very much because mm. it's an operational efficiency thing and it's a strategy thing and pricing really plays into that very nicely. So I like that one a lot. Okay, so that's 12 business goals and we could do a whole podcast just on these and really geek out over all of those, but that's not really the emphasis of today's show. Today's show is really all about trying to figure out how to align pricing with your business goal. It's a two-step maneuver. It's not good enough to just jump off the diving board. You've got to do some kind of 
acrobatic thing in the air before you hit the water to get any points. You've right. got to do something interesting for the judges to say, yes, that that worked. And so the question is, how do you rig up pricing to support any any one of these? And uh, that's what we want to talk about a bit more today. Yeah. Great. So now we've been very rude about the doubling revenue goal. <laughs> we should take one or two of them that we're a bit more polite. I'm particularly biased towards the switching from a big marketplace to adding D2C sales because I've got two yeah. or three clients who are doing that. But Again, to the point, one of them does, I don't know, about a million bucks a year in revenue. But when we dug a bit deeper into it, they're not very excited about it because they don't really do anything except break even, more or less. And other people have got it and it's just losing money and it's early days for them. So I'm biased. Is there, before we get into an individual one, though, which I'm particularly obsessed with that one, are there generalized pricing strategies that relate to all of the goals we've just mentioned? Yeah, we've talked about the three common pricing tactics in the prior podcast conversations. And just to re- review those so we don't have to clarify our terminology, there, there are three basic positions you take in any pricing game. One is the uh, penetration pricing or being the low cost provider. That's the, lo- the cheapest pricer. You're going to be the cheapest person selling the item. That's called penetration pricing by the economists. The, uh, that's a hard road to hoe because you have to be able to justify the low cost inside your business. You can't just do that on a whim and say, I'm going to make less than everybody else. You'll go out of business. It won't work. So anyway, so that's penetration pricing. The third uh, or the second one is me too pricing. And that's just where you're in the pack of pricing. Maybe there's 10 sellers that are all selling something similar and they're all hovering in the $12 range. Then you too offer your item at the $12 range. So that's me too pricing. And then, and that's real safe. And then the third uh, strategy is premium pricing uh, or prestige pricing. And that's where you have the highest price product in the marketplace. You have to be able to demand that from the buyers and you have to be able to justify it over the long term. That's generally tied to high value branding and a really exceptional marketing. So th- those are just three general strategies that many people will play around with. And so that's and it's good context, I think, for what we're about to talk about as well. Yeah. Excellent. Now, I guess we should talk. (laughs) I've poured scorn on the idea of just doubling revenue for the sake of it. Is there a sort of generalized error that you see with pricing strategy across all the different goals that we talked about before we get into the individual goals? Yeah, the the most common, like if you're just saying to yourself, okay, those are 12 business goals and I could pick up two or three of those. I like them or maybe two, one or two of them I have at top of mind right now, or maybe you got one top of mind. If your pricing strategy or your pricing response to any one of those is offer more discounts, then you don't have a pricing strategy, really. That, that's not the right answer. The wrong answer is just coupon, discount, coupon, discount, lower price. That can't be the way to a sustainable path forward for your business. It just can't. You can't survive forever in that game. It ha- You have to get more sophisticated than that. So I would say that's a general error that many people would make is just, what's the solution to any problem? It's lowering your price. It's almost like the old thing that was like, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. They just That can't be the right response. That's not a sophisticated economic strategy that will... But you're absolutely work. right. What I think is interesting about what you've talked about with pricing strategy and linking that with having goals or rather an absence of them is in the absence of you having a clear goal as a seller on the marketplace or indeed in, in a market generally, you're going to be influenced consciously or not by the mm-hmm. strategies or the priorities of the market and if you sell on amazon's yeah. priority is lower price of grace selection so they want yeah. you to put out yet another product yeah. line yeah. 
give more selection at a low price because that's what they want for their consumers but that doesn't serve us at all and so you're right that is very easy to do that actually exactly right the consumer also wants one other thing they want the lowest price possible and or it free and they also want it now so what do the consumers (laughs) want i want more and i want it now that's not a surprising giving into that impulse lower is not a surprising or interesting pricing strategy so anyway so all that to say that's not the right answer and so let's talk about one of the strategies here you mentioned the one about switching from a marketplace to your own direct-to-consumer website that's a noble goal a business goal that's uh Obviously, for e-commerce sellers that are on a journey of selling in marketplaces, that's a fantastic exercise to think through and launch and go through. We help many clients do that in my Shopify power course on Udemy. I think we're almost at 40,000 students. And that's the journey most of them are on. They've sold some on Amazon or eBay, and they've made some money, and they figured, oh, I better get myself a Shopify site set up. And so the pricing strategy associated with that is really... interesting to think through. And so let's walk through that. So I'll just mention three or four or five ideas related to having something you're, let's just say fictitiously, somebody's selling $10,000 a month on Amazon. And uh, so they've got a six figure business and they want to sell a direct to consumer on their own Shopify site. So what would you do in terms of pricing strategy? What's the battle plan or the general game plan? Let me mention two or three ideas here. So the first one would be, you don't want to compete with yourself on your new website. So in other words, you've got Amazon price points. Let's say your Amazon price points $20. You don't want to launch your Shopify price strategy and say, I'm going to sell for $19 on my on my Shopify site because I have more margin because Amazon's not taking my, my, the costs out on their side so I can sell for cheaper. That's a really stupid thing to do. So you don't want to do that. And the reason you don't want to do that is, first of all, Amazon could see it and the marketplaces are very sophisticated now. And uh, if you end up changing your prices on different places, it can cause real problems. In fact, you can end up with, we've had clients have this happen, one price on Chewy and one price on Amazon and Amazon gets mad at the Chewy price and the Chewy price, people don't care. They'll do sales or whatever. And it actually ruins your uh, sales opportunities on all the places because you, you or someone else has fiddled around with prices. The other thing about not competing with yourself is if you sell your product for, let's say, $19 on your own website, and then you sell it for $20 on Amazon, what you're expressing to the people who really look into it, the people who are really investigating who you are and what you're doing is a lack of integrity. And it's a lack of pricing integrity. And you could argue and say, no, it's not. Everybody does this every place. No, really what you're saying is if you buy it on Amazon, you get it for $20. You buy it on my site, you get it for $19. Why? Because. Well, that literally, that because you have no actual justification that makes sense is a dumb positioning strategy for pricing. So don't do that. Okay, so that's the first thing is don't compete with yourself publicly. But what you can do this is really valuable and why Shopify sites are super valuable to e-commerce operators is you can discreetly discount or you can create a non-direct or non-obvious opportunities for better pricing through your Shopify site. How do you do that? You can do that through having loyalty points program. So loyalty point programs are everybody does it. Starbucks has mastered this. Now everybody goes to Starbucks and you just, you don't give them money and you don't give them a credit card. What do you give them? You just point the the Starbucks app at the Starbucks person. I told somebody recently, Starbucks, I heard start this thought. Somebody else told me Starbucks is basically a bank. Now everybody gives Starbucks their money. And then Starbucks holds your money on an app 
and then they let you use it in their store. <laughs> what is happening right now? So anyway, but the that loyalty program gives them the opportunity to give away a cookie or a free drink or a 10% off or whatever. So you can create loyalty program. You can create VIP programs and, and create opportunities for your VIPs to get better pricing. We've helped clients implement these types of strategies and they really work well. You can, you can implement buy and save or subscribe and save on Shopify. So it's the same exact price as you have on Amazon, but if you subscribe, you save on Shopify. And, and that's actually on Amazon as well. You can mirror that on Shopify. So these are just Shopify tricks of the trade that are apps technically that allow you to have a better pricing strategy on your Shopify site than you would find on Amazon. So that's the second thing. Third thing, and then, sorry, I know I'm like just going here, but third thing is you could create upsells and cross sells that really increase your average order value. So you want to have average order value on your Shopify transactions be as high as possible. And you do that through upsells and cross-sells. And a secondary product concept there you're playing with. And the pricing for it is the object that you're playing with, not the pricing for your primary product. So all these things work together on a Shopify site to create the context in which you're, again, mirroring the Amazon price. So you have integrity, but you're really creating a context in which there's a real good reason for people to come and buy from you on your Shopify site. So that's just a little bit of what I would think in that regard for that specific business goal. Hey there, folks. Thank you so much for listening to The E-Commerce Leader. Hope you found today's discussion helpful. I certainly find that pricing is surprisingly deep and important and Jason's given it so much thought. He's literally written the book on this pricing power by Jason G. Miles is Jason's full name on Amazon. Go check that out. I would just buy it straight away. Don't even need to think about it. It's $2.99, I think, on Kindle in the US, in the UK, whatever the pound equivalent is, or the paperback version. And the reason why I think it's important is shown by yet another discussion today, which is the alignment between your business goals and your pricing strategy, or maybe there is a lack of both, (laughs) in which case you've really got to think this stuff through. This is not a casual matter. And as I think the most important thing that came up for me today is just the renewed realization that if you don't have a conscious pricing strategy, you're just going to take on whatever the environment you're in tells you to take on. And if you sell on Amazon, particularly, that's going to be sell more stuff at the lowest price you can get away with and that is not necessarily correct for you it might be right so following close following competitors but it might be very wrong and if it's out of alignment with where you want to go with your business if you're saying or thinking one thing and doing another well then it's really time to think this stuff through so i hope that was a helpful starting point go get the book and of course as ever don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already if you're on any one of the podcast players out there and if you're on apple podcasts or spotify please don't forget to give us a rating out of five stars it will take you all of 10 seconds and the final thing to say is thank you so much for letting us help you and giving us your time and attention we'll continue to produce content as long as you want to have it and we'll continue to try and make you the best e-commerce leader you can be thanks very much for listening we are michael Vizi in london england and jason miles in seattle washington More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. 
for show notes with links and resources mentioned today. And for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com.